Welcome to the Your Body, Your Mind, Your Life podcast, sponsored by Soul Naturals and dedicated to the concept of the mind-body connection and exploring ways that we can improve our health both physically and emotionally. And today, I'm excited to have as my guest, Becky Kemp. Becky is dedicated to sharing the power found in positive words. From the onset of her clothing brand, Becoming Threads, to her podcast, The Word Effect, Becky loves speaking and coaching about how words matter. She is finishing up her first book right now, The Word Effect is the title, and How to Create Your Most Beautiful Life. That's the title of the book, which offers seven power words that will change everything. This message of empowerment and finding joy and the purpose in the adventure of life resonates with those who feel stuck in their story but are ready to step forward. Becky is married to her high school sweetheart and the mother of five boys and an active volunteer in her church and community. Becky, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Looking forward to talking. All right. So I'm really interested in this idea of the fact that words matter and what you say to yourself is important. Talk a little bit about why that is so important. Yeah, well, I like to call it the word effect. So there is an effect with words. It can either be positive or negative, but there will always be an effect to words. It's kind of like the cause and effect. So as human beings, we're always talking to ourselves. Words are always in our lives, and we want to become mindful of what those words are, especially the words that we say to ourselves. They can be very, very damaging or they can be very empowering. So I've learned that through my own experiences that I found myself stuck about 10 years ago, feeling off, feeling discouraged, depressed, kind of waiting for my circumstances to change. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard someone say, oh, I'll be happy when this happens or if only this were happening, then I will be. I kind of fell into that yeah, pattern. I think we all kind of do that to some extent. We right? really do. And then I realized that I could actually find joy and find happiness in my life without changing my circumstances. I could change my words. And that doesn't mean that I always look at everything on the bright side and everything's always good. There's still going to be opposition and failure in life. Yet we don't have to stay in the suffering. We don't have to stay in the negativity. And our brains are wired to look for the negative, to protect us. And so if we don't redirect our minds to look at the good in a situation, we'll stay stuck. And that's where a lot of people find themselves. They have dreams, desires, they have things they want to do, but then they just focus on what they can't do. And I just like to offer that you can actually create your most beautiful life, change your thinking it's something that we each have the power to do within. We don't have to go find somewhere to do it. Awesome. Now, you have an interesting background, how you kind of came about or how you became involved in public speaking and as a life coach. So I, I found it really interesting, this whole idea that you started a business and that you use positive words as part of your business model. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so like I mentioned, about 10 years ago, I found myself discouraged, kind of depressed, had gone through a lot of things in my life that were not part of the plan. A simple story to that is I'm a mom of five boys. Well, I get asked all the time, did you want all boys? Well, no, I didn't. I wanted a girl. I'll be honest, right? I came from a family of three boys and three girls. So it never occurred to me that I wouldn't have a daughter. So I had a plan when I was a little girl, but then things didn't happen as planned, which I think we can all relate to. We have ideas or things that we want to have happen. Well, where I got a little stuck is then I focused on all the things that weren't going well, and then they grew. 
there's a saying, negativity begats negativity. So if you focus on the negative of a situation, it actually tends to grow. So what happened for me is about 10 years ago, I have a relationship with a higher power and I was being prayerful one day and I was like, I I was kind of realizing how negative I had fallen into a trap. And the thought came to me to change my words and I could change my story. And I thought, hmm, what does that mean? And I became curious to it. And from that, different things started coming into my life. And I started a t-shirt business with my sister-in-law. Because I'm a mom of five boys, I sit at a lot of baseball games. I know you love baseball too. We've kind of connected on that. But I just wanted a positive t-shirt to sit at the baseball game. And I started looking for them and I couldn't find them. And I had this little thought, like, maybe you could start making some. Well, as soon as I had that thought to do something good and put something good out into the world, that negative bias, that negative thread that was running through me was like, oh, you can't do that. You don't have any skills to do that. You're not good enough. And I started to compare myself to others. And then I thought, no, I'm going to just try. And so we started what was called Becoming Threads, a positive t-shirt and apparel business. And it was mainly for women. And we would say, let what you wear tell your story. So every day you could walk into your closet and you could actually physically put on words. Well, over time, I realized that you don't actually need the t-shirt, though it was a great fun reminder that you could consciously think about the words that you put on every day. A lot of times we think more about what we're wearing than what we're thinking. And so I started to become aware to that. And then I started to see the power of other people's stories that people would say, oh, I, I love this quote or I love these words. They've influenced me. And I saw that, that power of connection. And that's what kind of propelled me forward. And so in 2019, I finally started to acknowledge what my true dream and desire was, was to speak and to, um, it wasn't necessarily to be a coach, but to be a mentor and to help people and to write a book. I'd always wanted to do that, but I'd never done it. So I took what I learned from starting Becoming Threads to help me step forward to take that next step to go help empower people with the power of words. And that's what my first book will be about is putting on words that matter. So I like to say, what words are you putting on? And like to help people think about being intentional with words because they have an effect. And so if you're not creating the life you want, you have the power to change some of that. All right. So your book's coming out. Yes. It's it's uh, almost going to be published. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm self-publishing it. I'm finishing all the edits right now. We're doing the cover design and kind of the marketing side of it is what we're working on. And let me tell you, it's not for the faint of heart because there's always new things that you don't know how to do, right? Mm-hmm. And my first reaction is like, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this. And then I have to pull myself back and go, wait, what, you know, and so we just learn how to rephrase things to then focus on what I can do. And it's okay to not know all the answers. So in this book, there's seven power words that I talk about are the creative process for moving your story forward. The very first power word is acknowledge. I think if anyone wants to do anything in their life, they have to first acknowledge that say it out loud, tell someone, tell their journal that they have a dream or desire. And so I take people through a process of taking an idea and moving it forward, even though there's going to be ups and downs and obstacles. Okay. So, so let's, let's, let's talk specifically about how that works okay. in real life. So, I mean, you're not putting on the t-shirt, okay, but you're putting on the words. So let's say this power word is acknowledge. How do you actually apply that? How do you use that word? And how, when you say you put that word on, what are, what are some of the steps you do to make that a part of your life? 
Yeah, so first off, if I was like doing a one-on-one consult with someone, let's just say, or if I was doing a group training, I would say, what are some of your dreams and desires? And we would just start talking about them. It's surprising to me how many people don't really have dreams and desires anymore because they don't know how to create them. So one of the first things is just acknowledging, what do you want to do? What is your goal? What is your dream? Whether it's business-related, whether it's personal, what is it that you're working towards? Because if you don't know what you're working towards, you're not headed in any direction. So I feel like words are like a compass, and they direct our past. That's why you can hear something, I can hear something, We might have different interpretations to it, but they direct where we're headed. So I would say with acknowledging what is it something that you're looking to improve in your life or what is a dream or desire that's on your heart? Again, it depends on what someone's looking towards, but writing them down, starting to even just play with the idea. I love to do an activity that I love to do with with clients is write down 20 things that you would love in your life. And start to just write them down. And it's hard for people to start doing because as soon as they want to say they want something, their brain's going to start telling them, well, you can't do that. You're not going to be good enough. There's no, how are you going to do that? So you want to start crossing stuff off the list instead of no, putting them down. And then how do we start creating those things? Do you think that we're hesitant to acknowledge our dreams and express them because of the reaction from other people? Oh, for sure. I would, I would say yes to that, at least from my experience. We worry about what other people are going to think. Their words are powerful to us. We will let other people's opinions hold us back from creating what we desire because what will they think? Just like I said, when I started thinking about starting the T-shirt business, I started to all of a sudden compare myself to Target. You know, they sell T-shirts. Well, how am I going to compete with Target? Well, I'm not trying to compete with Target. I'm just going to put something out into the world that I think would be of value, and I'm going to look for those people. So sometimes we start comparing ourselves, and it's not really a fair comparison. I can't compare myself. I, my mom, mom of five boys, I couldn't compare myself to Target, the big company. But like our brain will start to want to take us there to keep us safe, to keep us from like fear of failure. But even just telling someone your dreams, it kind of can be a little bit scary because we care about other people's reactions. We, we wonder what they're thinking of us. So you talk about the importance of what you say to yourself. Mm-hmm. So what are the first steps that someone can take to change that? Change the conversation that you're having in your own head to be more positive as opposed to negative? Yeah, so the first step is just awareness. Awareness, I love that you're just having this conversation for your listeners Awareness is where change begins. It's acknowledging that, hey, maybe I want to do something different. Um, I feel like the first step would be just to start noticing the way you talk to yourself, the way you show up to life. So let me give a quick example. My husband grew up playing baseball, hence all my kids play baseball. And him and his brothers have a memory of their mom sitting in the stands. And You know, at a baseball game, each kid takes a few minutes and they're up to bat by themselves. And oftentimes they're trying to get a hit to score a run or trying to advance a runner or trying to not get an out so that they can continue being on offense, right? Because that's where you score. So they all have this memory. There's four boys in his family and then a younger sister. 
And all boys, the boys will say that they have this memory of their mom in the stands when there's lots of cheering and lots of going on. They could hear their mom saying, say you can. Say you can, Kemper. Say you can. And so even now at family parties, they'll talk about that memory. They still remember those power words that that mom was offering, even though there was lots of other voices in the stands. Well, I want you to think about it. If we were sitting in the stands and we heard a mom yelling to her son, you can't do that. Sit down. You're no good. You're going to fail. I mean, what would we think? We would be like, who is that person? That's a terrible mother. So what I say is, how often do we do that to ourselves? We might not ever say, I can't to someone else, but how often do we hear ourselves saying, I can't do that? So I like to just say, start noticing just the one words, one word at a time. Like, how often do you tell yourself you can't do it instead of that you can? Because can leads to possibility. Can't stops us right where we're at. So it's just those little teeny changes that sometimes we're not even aware of how toxic they can be. Right. And you mentioned um, your husband's memory with his mom. Yeah. And I know you've had some experience talking to young people. Yes. Do you find that young people have a problem with self-talk and what they say to themselves? I find that most people have a problem with self-talk, I'll be honest. I don't think it goes away once you hit a certain age, but I think that the younger generation Definitely with social media, we see social media as perfection. We see that everybody's life is never failure because all we portray is the good. And we fall into what I would say is the compare and despair game. And so we start comparing ourselves and we don't ever recognize the good that we are doing. So let's just stick with the analogy of a team, a team of baseball players. Uh, I've watched all my boys play high school baseball um, and even one play a little bit of college. but. Everybody has a role. Everybody has a different part. If everybody was the number four batter, the game would not go well. We actually need different players for different things. So I love to help younger people see that the way they talk to themselves does matter. Because if we're just always trying to be our neighbor, we stop figuring out that we have potential to be ourselves, to be who we're to be. But I don't think that goes away. I think still uh, we can fall into those traps even as we get older because I fell into that trap, you know, when in my 30s when I was kind of um, had been a full time mom, but I just was feeling unfulfilled in some areas of my life because I had focused on all the can'ts. I told myself I can't do this and I can't do that. You know, I mentioned to you that I wanted to write a book and speak from a young age. But then when I went to college, I never took any journalism classes. I never took any communication classes. Why that is? Because I think I was focused on what I can't do. So then I just played it safe because for fear of failure. So you talked about social media and how in society today, I think there's a serious issue with comparing ourselves Mm -hmm. to other people. So what are some steps that we can take to maybe overcome that tendency to always compare ourselves? Because we're always comparing ourselves to the most positive attributes of everyone else, rather than comparing ourselves to the overall person, because everybody's got negative things going on in their life. Everybody's got problems and issues, but we only compare ourselves to the most positive things that are going on in other people's lives. So how do we kind of overcome that tendency? Yeah, so I'll just give you the first three power words that will be coming out in my book. First off, we acknowledge it. We notice it. 
oh, I'm comparing myself. First off, we have to just call it for what it is. If we pretend that we're not, it doesn't do us any good. I mean, I still fall into comparison. I still can compare myself. Like I can look at somebody else's podcast and what they're doing and I can compare myself and think, oh, they're so great. And I'm, you know, and as soon as I start doing that, I'm the one that's losing, right? So first acknowledging it. And then I like to drop back into asking. That's the second power word that I like to offer. Asking better questions. Instead of saying, why is this happening? It's like, well, how do I step forward and get my dream or desire out there? Or how do I become my best self? Because if we're focused on trying to be what everybody else wants us to be, then we're losing. But then when we step back into, so more of a state of curiosity, a feeling of curiosity, is I coach what I believe is that it's our thoughts that drive how we feel. So we have to have better thoughts about things that help us feel more curious because it's okay to look at someone and go, I would like to be like them. But if we just start comparing ourselves, then we always lose because we come from a place of overwhelm or a place of less than, and it doesn't help us create. And then the third word that I love to, to offer is acceptance, accepting where we're at. So in 2019, I wanted to get into speaking. And a friend that has been speaking for 20 years recommended to start going to the National Speakers Association. And there's a local chapter here in Salt Lake. And I was scared out of my mind to go. But I went and I walked in. Well, the lady speaking, she'd been in the industry for 20, 30 years probably. I mean, she was top notch. They'd flown her in from another place. She was amazing. And I sat there and I just started to think, I could never do that. I could never do what she's doing. Until she said one thing that I'll never forget. She said, you might be watching me right now and thinking, I could never do this. It was as if she was reading my mind. She says, find someone that's one step ahead of you. Find someone that's been in the industry one year before you. Don't compare yourself to someone that's been 20 years, 30 years ahead. Those words mattered to me that day. They helped me go, oh, okay, this is the potential I want to get to one day, but I'm here and I just need to find that. So back to the social media, we have to just call it for what it is and acknowledge like it's not always true. People put their best face forward and realize I'm going to ask better questions. What do I want to do? Does this make me happy? And then find acceptance of where we're at. We're right here in today instead of trying to be much further on. I love that what you guys do with the body and mind, they do go hand in hand together. We have to keep our feet and our head in the same day because if not, we're either in anxiety in the future or regret and depression in the past. I love that. I love that idea of accepting where we are, but not comparing ourselves to somebody that is so far, you know, advanced And I think that that's true in all aspects of life. Whether you're growing a business, don't look at the person who is, you know, in like say in Soul Naturals, you know, we have a rank of a Soul Elite 100K. But if you're just starting in the business, don't compare yourself to that person. Compare yourself to somebody who is maybe one rank ahead of you and what you can do to achieve that rank or in any aspect of life. Yeah, I mean, you want to look at these people that have done great things and you want to be inspired by it. Right. But as soon as you start comparing yourself, you'll always lose. And what I have found is people that are very successful, when you start talking to them, they've had ups and downs. It hasn't just been easy, clear, you know, waters to get there. It's been difficult at times because there's opposition in all things. I like to tell people, There's the 50-50 of life. You know, back to baseball. Baseball is a game of failure, right? There's 
there's going to be positive and negative. Yesterday, I had some really good things happen in my business. I also was had one of my credit cards, my business account hacked and had, you know, fraudulent charges, <laughs> right? Life, Which right? we all have, right? And you want to get frustrated and like, and then I just had to sit back and go, okay, what's my next step? I'm going to acknowledge this is happening. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to find acceptance. I thought I was going to work on this project today. I'm going to have to push it to this because I've this has come up. So then I'm living a more joyful, ease life through the ups and downs. And that's what I really want to help people see with the word effect that we can either live a beautiful life or a suffering life. We're going to have both, but how long do we want to stay in the suffering before we step into the beautiful life? All right. Well, I love it. I uh, acknowledge, <laughs> ask better questions, acceptance. Yes. If you want to know the next four power words, yes. you know, buy the book, right? When yes. it comes out. Yes. And tell me a little bit about your podcast. Your podcast is called... The, the, the podcast is called The Word, Word Effect. Effect. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's just uh, a simple way of, I give simple and practical ideas of how to put on words that matter. So I just like to do daily reminders or weekly reminders of how to put on words because we're having this conversation and you're like, I probably knew this, but like we forget because we just get busy. And so it's just a simple way to offer reminders of how words matter and how when we start changing our words, we really can change our life. Awesome. Well, I encourage everyone to subscribe to Becky's podcast, The Word Effect. And thank you for joining me for Your Body, Your Mind, Your Life. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.